Woo, what up? Here we go again, gang. It's High Drop episode 31. Let's have some fun. This one's hotness. This one, we got Tim Champion, Joe Hendo, a couple of champions, literally, and also literally just two champions on the podcast today. Uh, very excited to bring this one with you, for you, to you guys, but... Before we do that, let's get a little hyped up from St. John here. Some nights. Some nights I drink with too much and I smoke just to feel like I'm in a rut. Some nights I kill myself just so I can feel like I'm too alert. Just so I can feel like I'm in a moment with you. And I wake up and do it all again, I'm forgetful. Fuck me, trophies, money, feed the kids, nigga, give me that. Give me that. I'm not a shooter, but I promise I know just how that shit me at. Baby bar, Gucci sneeze, and I need my similar. That steak is medium rare, not red. Send it back, send it back. Woo, alright. St. John killing it out there in the music world. Um Thank you guys again for joining us. We got that team champion, Joe Hendo, bonus episode. Once again, a triple height drop this week. So I uh, hope you guys appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys for joining me on the uh, on the podcast every week. So I'm um, happy to do this and, and drop some excess episodes for you guys. If you want to help me out, please go visit the description and... Um, just hit one of the links. Just choose any one of those things that you, the one that's most attractive to you. Either a sponsorship, maybe look at the parkour online, learn learning parkour through Parkour ADU, or maybe just write and review on iTunes. Maybe just subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already. We would much appreciate it. Love you guys. And um, on today's episode, we have, of course, these two storm, oh, excuse me. See, this is the thing. Like Tim Champion is like hovering adjacent to Storm. They're like he's like orbiting around Storm right now, but he hasn't been any. There has been no official announcement or unofficial announcement of of Tim's Tim's uh, addition to Storm Freerun. Um, Joe Hendo obviously was one of the uh, more recent additions to the team, and he's been crushing it. You know, I've known Joe for pretty good amount of time now and it's an it's been it's a pleasure to finally get him on the podcast um both these guys crushed it the competitions that were happening last few weeks joe hendo coming in second at the international speed and skill and first in the napc speed and second in the napc or third excuse me in the skill challenge in napc if i'm not mistaken fuck I, I don't know. I actually might be mistaken on that. But Tim Champion won the skill event in both NAPC and Apex International. He is the reigning champ. It's going to be potentially that way for a while. Tim is just too, he's got this nickname, Big Chillin'. And, uh, you know, he is Big Chillin' right now on the top. It's nice to see Hendo back on top. This episode was recorded prior to the international, actually. But um, he has since regained his title at the top of the speed bracket in uh, in the world of parkour. So uh, these two guys, I mean, again, just absolute monsters both of them in their own rights and like you know they, they they train a lot together they've been you know traveling around if you've been watching storm freeruns channel you know that they're quite home quite close homies and they you know they're lucky to have each other out there um pushing each other to further and further limits uh these guys 
are both hilarious and very insightful as well. And it was just really fun hanging out with them. I, I know you guys are going to love this one. I did. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm always stoked to, to bring you guys something with with the funniness. I think there's some pretty goofy moments in here, but also some really good insights. This is the first time I've had, I think, um, you know, I think like I remember, I actually haven't listened to it yet, but the, the Hendo, the Hendo brought some, some really good insights on the fig discussion, um, which was important, I think, because, uh, we've, we've had mostly American guests and guests that aren't in that more outspoken against fig community, um, in Britain. Luckily, we were, we were lucky enough to be graced with some new, um, and well thought out kind of arguments and, and opinions on that. So I was, I was, uh, I hope you guys like enjoy that as well. Lots of great stuff in this episode and um, can't wait for you to listen to it. So here we go. Check it out. We're big chilling here in my room, the Maxwell bedroom podcast again, the third installment of Brandon's height drop in the, ma- the in the master suite episodes. I'm sitting with Hendo, the people's champion, Joseph Henderson. On? And of course the... This big chilling champion, Tim Champion. What up, what up? <laughs> just five so, shirtless guys. Just five shirtless guys. We got Ed Scott, Charlie Havel, our, our most recent guests as our live audience right now. Audience. And we all got our tits out. And uh, and since it's been a proper theme of the weekend, what's going on with your tits, guys? Well, we have, we have a quite the contrast here. We have Hendo, who probably has... I have rather large nipples. You have... S- strangely large nipples they don't look bad on you but they are big i'd say they work on joe somehow they work but somehow they work it's because you got I'm enough peck to fill it pecs. out you got enough peck to fill out that nip it's becoming it's becoming uh, a known fact that i have the smallest nipples <laughs> in the parkour community it's like, a shame that this is audio only really uh, uh, can, can you hand me one of those nickels that's ne- next to my bed <laughs> nipples you want, you want one of these? we're gonna go nickel we're just gonna just for comparison nipple we, to nipple I think just for the American audience out there, I'm placing the a, nickel. A single nickel completely covers Tim Champion's nipple. We might have to da- we might have to see what the dime looks like on on Tim. Tim nickel nipple champion. <laughs> <laughs> Where Hendo really has like more of a a, a Sacagawea dollar coin. Sacagawea. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the full size. Maybe even like a. They have like the silver dollars. Those are big. <laughs> What's the biggest nipples you've ever seen? In, in real man, life? Man or woman. <laughs> um, in real life, yeah, in the flesh, in the nip. <laughs> I'm not going to be dropping names here. All right. I'm trying to think, does anyone, does any uh, any guys in the parkour community have? Steve and um, Jahu. Shout out to Steve Jahu for the burger nips, mate. <laughs> Some huge nipples on that guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's amazing that we see just so much genetic diversity in just the nipple section of, of the human body. I wonder how gen- nipple size affects performance, if at all. Yeah, we got a fucking wasp in here. Get the fuck out. Go. It Damn it, listen sick. to me. You'd actually listen to me. <laughs> stay out. You just stay out. We've had like a yellow jacket or a black jacket maybe rolling through my bedroom trying to get in on the podcast. If he lands on the mic, but we can hear him like zzzz. And also, we have this annoying ass motherfucker outside just blowing dirt around with a. It's <laughs> really annoying moving me. Moving shit around. He was walking like up and down outside the door with the leaf blower where there's no leaves. And he <laughs> just had it turned fuck. on, just walking yeah. up and down. I don't know who pays him to be there, but it's really annoying. 
He doesn't need to be here ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and if and if you want to sleep in, like I don't sleep in till one p.m. But if I wanted to, I couldn't because of this asshole. It's, it's the government trying to get people out of bed in the morning. Yeah, maybe, maybe That's get it. get the, get a job. That's part of the American dream. You got to make sure you get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> Ten points if you know who said that. Not a clue. Come on, dude. You have your dual citizenship, Hendo. You're supposed to know Uh, these things. I'm going to say Roosevelt. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) I don't know. He he discovered lightning. Oh, Uh, uh, Nikolai Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Nope. Edison? Edison. Edison. No, lightning, not electricity. Discovered lightning. How do you discover lightning? I don't know if lightning was already here before. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Something with a kite. Jeez. Something with a kite. He like had a kite and a key. That was Thomas Edison. No, that was Ben Franklin. Was it? Hundred percent. Edison was the yeah, light bulb. Edison was. Edison truly harnessed it. But well, I think. I like, think. I think Tesla truly. Apparently, Tesla yeah. was like really the man. Uh, like Edison. Yeah. Edison just figured out how to fucking monetize it. Tesla mm. like discovered that shit. And uh, and was like, yeah, we're just gonna have free energy for everyone. And then Edison was like, nah. And now he's he's all the fame. Too. <laughs> Damn, that's how the world works. That's how it works. It's like America, some, baby. It's American, baby. Well, Ben Franklin had something to do with something. That's all I know. Shout out to Ben. He's on the hundred dollar bill for a reason. All right. Give yeah, him sh- some credit. Shout out to my man Ben Franklin out here. Discovering lightning. <laughs> Discovering lightning. <laughs> he founded it. He found. He actually created lightning. He's essentially God. He's Zeus, I guess, would be the the, the correct God for, for throwing lightning around. Um, you boys just competed in the Apex International. Hendo taking home second in speed and skill. And of, yeah. and, of course, Tim defending his title you. with the skill victory again. Yeah, I was stoked on that one. I haven't done the Apex before, so... It was nice to get an NAPC and an Apex title in the bag. In the bag. Do you consider it like a, a, a consecutive title defense? Like, or do when you when you have like these competitions back to back, do you feel like you're kind of defending the same title even though it is a different one? Like, obviously, international is different than NAPC is different than Hop the Block is different than any of these other comps. But I don't know, like. For me, it almost feels like if you're reigning champ in any one of these categories, you if as long as it's the same event. It's sort of like. Yeah, I see sense? what you're saying, but it feels different for me. Like, I feel like NAPC is a is a bigger deal than the Apex. Mm. So, why? Just because of the history, longer running competition, or or maybe just for me because it was the first one that I went to and ended up winning. So I want to go back and uh, okay, prove yeah. that it wasn't a fluke. Nice. Hold on a second, boys. I just got. There's just some too much bullshit happening in the side of. And it might get extra hot in here, but we're going to have to wrap these windows up. Ooh-wee! Because I can't handle... I can't have the viewers or the listeners dealing with uh, just like a white noise, like hum in the background. <laughs> it's so annoying because I can hear it because I'm the only one wearing headphones. <laughs> um, and then Hendo, what about you? Yeah, Same I, uh, question. I, th- I, think, I think I see what you're saying with the kind of defending, defending a title across all competitions. Uh, I think I feel the same way as Tim in terms of NAPC, like maybe just because, uh, because it was the first, it was like the one I sort of made my name at. Mm. Um, it always feels like 
like that's the the pinnacle almost of like where where my competition my competitive career is at um but at the same time yeah it seems it seems like every competition i go to feels like another like defending my my like reputation as as one of the fastest guys or whatever as, or as like the guy who's who's on top in a speed competition like every single competition there's like a potential for me to be usurped or yeah. potential for me to be uh to like consolidate my position yeah yeah because you carry a certain amount of clout when you have the title you know yeah. just be like be, just you showing up to apex international event as the current napc champion that's that's what i'm saying like it almost feels like if 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 someone was to beat tim champion even if it's at international it's almost as if they 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 claim a piece of like the napc title yeah, yeah I'd, like I'd in my mind agree with that. which is like that's all I'm saying. But yeah, I, mean, I, I suppose like NAPC is kind of the big one. It's like the one that's probably most well known. Uh, it seems like that, at least with you guys across the pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also just like, and rightfully so, because it's just one of the best organized competitions mm-hmm. in the world right now. Like certainly, certainly one of the best that's organized and run by parkour people as well, by the community. There's no, there's no outside uh, like forces coming in and it's just like, yeah, big up all the SPL guys for, for just consistently progressing with that and, and and making spl what it is 100 yeah i couldn't thank them enough it was, it was i'm glad we got to partner with them this year mm-hmm. it, it's it's just going to make everything stronger i think to to just kind of f- join forces unite against you know whatever the other forces are that that may be <laughs> not against the evil <laughs> against the evil <laughs> uh, where do you guys weigh in on the whole fig thing <laughs> that's such a tough one yeah. i mean it's i'm just interested because i think like there's so many varying points of view coming around and you know we've had like so many con- contradicting and uh mostly everyone's got a little their own nuanced opinion on it mm-hmm. but like you know in the uk you guys are have been more outspoken against fig and um and i'm just curious like where you stand now how do you think it's changing is, is it developing is it getting worse I'm better very, is it getting uh, better i'm very i'm very torn on it i guess uh mm. i ah uh, like i yeah i've, I've generally like for the for the time it's been going on like i've i've just i generally say i've been i've been against it for sure mm-hmm. uh, and i mean i've i've like refused a couple of times now to to do their competitions i've been i was obviously invited to the first one and then yep. uh, uh, uh another one in japan recently i think the most recent one as well um they reached out to me and I've, I've, I've rejected their offer both times and, uh, have like, yeah, I, I, I said, it's, it's, it's super hard. It's super hard. There's, there's, I feel like there's so, there's so much to the situation. Um, I don't, I don't respect anyone like jumping into either camp. I certainly, I don't respect any of the athletes, uh, who are doing the fig competitions because I don't believe that any of them are doing it because they've uh, considered it thoroughly and have, and have like weighed up the, the pros and, and cons and, um, and, and really considered the impact it's going to have on the, on the future of the sport. Mm. Um, but similarly, so, and, and I certainly wouldn't want to be one of them, which is why I haven't competed in, the, in these competitions um, and, and why I've like been fairly outspoken about my lack of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I, I have also a complete recognition that I that there are nuances to the situation that I am not entirely educated on and that not many people are. And I, I don't have respect for people who are thoughtlessly jumping on a bandwagon against it either. I think mm-hmm. with, with any situation, try and find out what the facts are and, and make an informed opinion based on that. Um, 
and right now it just it just seems fairly unclear what the facts are um but i think that like lack of action is obviously harmless whereas action has the potential to be harmful so as long as you're not sure whether something is going to have a harmful effect you should you should not do refrain it. exactly which is which is which is why my stance has to be like anti fig competition because it's like until we're sure that okay this is actually going to be a fine thing mm-hmm. we should not jump into bed with them because jumping into bed with them now is is like signing off on okay we're we're, we're handing this over to them and like whether for good or for bad uh it will it will now be out of our control so until until we're sure that it's not going to be bad and it is going to be good we we shouldn't we shouldn't be partnering with them or working with them or competing in their events. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I definitely uh oh, Tim, do you have something to add? I was just going to say like when all the stuff was coming out, pretty much all the people that I look up to and respect in the community weren't doing any of the fig stuff, so I kind of just based my opinion on that. Yeah. And just even though it's like a bit of an echo chamber in the UK probably because like pretty much everyone is against it, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I think that's definitely key. And let's, I mean, even, even in our community, I think we looked to you guys often for like our opinions on it and, uh, and to be more informed because you were closer to the situation. And of course, because of the UK's like ability to, to make a, a, a unique independent space for parkour outside of gymnastics, at least within like the UK government, that was like a huge, um, just a huge step forward, at least for your guys' community. And I think like the fact that you were able to achieve that like sets a precedent that we should all maybe strive for. But I just don't know at the same time like how realistic it is to expect um just the I just don't trust I don't know that I could ever trust. That's the problem with that I'm faced with. I'm like I'm kind of in the same position as you, and I don't know even know though that there's there's a a possibility for me to be like, yeah, the IOC is gonna do good things for the sport. Ultimately, they're going to do as much as they can to to take control as much as possible. I feel like because that's that's the game they're in. That's why they got invested in, in the beginning, you know. And maybe they have good intentions as well, but the good intentions are also like meaningless in the face of like why why you know. I don't see any other reason for them getting involved other than like market share and the the Olympics losing audience and they want to like do something to gain the audience back so they can keep you know their machine rolling sure. yeah although, so, although at the same time it's like that that doesn't like i have no i have no sort of anti-capitalist or anti-consumerist bias of, yeah. like if i mean everyone's everyone's more or less doing everything for some sort of like selfish reason whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's like uh market shares or like directly yeah. monetizing something but as long as it's benefiting both parties then then in my opinion that's fine so like i uh, the of, of course of course fig aren't aren't yeah like it's not out of the generation yeah. out of like the goodness of their of their yeah. own heart it's because it's because they see uh like financial potential in parkour yeah but as long as that were to benefit like if if, if it were clear that that was also going to be a benefit to us then i would certainly have no no problem in in them doing that um, yeah no, and that's that's also where i feel like yeah it's like hard for me to I, I know that it's never going to be the way we want it, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's never going to be perfect anyways because that's the whole... The machine is 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 a slave to the capital, you know, and that's what capitalism is. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm with you, though. I'm not against it. I think it's the best system we have thus far. It's produced the most freedom and the most innovation and the best ideas being pushed forward, I think, for most cultures that have a capitalist society, 
you know um but and i'm totally for like you know corporations getting involved in parkour things like you know red bull sponsorships and competitions and the barkley card yeah. world cup back in back in the day like all of these things that have also had uh had sort of controversy around them mm-hmm. as well and, and big sections of the community speaking out against them uh i i certainly am on the the pro business side of parkour i think yeah no, I think you have to be because, and the, that they ultimately do create all the opportunities for the athletes, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and like you have to work with these people. That's like where I get stuck too against like coming out staunchly against anything is just like, well, they're going to, they are invariably going to provide opportunities. They already are offering more prize money for parkour athletes than they have ever had access to yeah. before. They're already offering like, you know, competitions at all or any kind of organized, organized event for, you know, a lot of these countries that don't have their own communities to, to grassroots grow them. So it's, that's, that's where I get go. That's where I'm like, yeah, for me, I'm not going to get involved, but it's even, even I, I, I know what you're saying when you're saying the, um, the, they haven't necessarily considered all the outcome Mm -hmm. that the potential implications of, of joining up with fig. But even if they did, I don't know that they would come out with the, like, I don't want to compete. You know, maybe yeah. to them it is worth it regardless. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe they don't care about, you know, the same things. That's like ultimately where my capitalist, uh, I guess, just acceptance lies. It's just yeah, like if you well, really feel like this is the opportunity, then we there needs to be better opportunity. Yeah. You need to be creating the other opportunity that makes peop- the best talent go away from FIG and go into these other well, yeah, organizations. See, see, the, problem, the problem that I have is that the where the where the parallels sort of end between mm. uh fig competitions and like the the start of red bull competitions mm. is that um because fig are looking to be not just like a, a company running yeah, single yeah. competition because they're looking to be a governing body yeah they're looking to to govern parkour yeah um it it takes away that free market uh idea of like competition between uh, whether it's brands or competition leagues, which 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 uh, creates the like rising to the top effect of of the people who are doing it best. Uh, when, like for example, uh, you look at how competitions, like the state of competitions now in parkour, and as we said, you have like uh, NAPC is sort of at the top of like one of the most recognised parkour competitions within the community in the world. And that's because they have worked so hard to make it the best competition in the world. Yeah. The problem with when you have an outside force coming in and well, no, the, the problem with when you have a force that has a governing body, they have this intrinsic power that has nothing to do with the quality of what they're doing uh, is that they could fig with their resources and their official status as governing body could run the, the crappiest competition mm-hmm. but it would still be recognized as the the most legitimate competition yeah um and and not only not only in terms of competition but also in terms of shaping the culture like uh right now the culture is being shaped by brands and the brands are essentially given power by the vote of the community through uh money being yeah through paying for their for their clothing and merchandise uh and for uh, subscriptions on social media. So like Stora, the best example of this right now, Stora at the, at the top yeah. of promoting parkour culture and shaping parkour culture. And that's because they are, they are doing the best job of it. And, yeah. And that all, or at least they are doing the job of it that the community feels is most representative of them. They're doing the job of it that, 
that most people think is the coolest. So that's why they have the most subscribers on YouTube because they're making the content that most people want to subscribe to. And because, because of that, they are at the top and they're shaping the culture, which means the culture gets shaped to, uh, in a way that, that the community feels is most representative of them. Whereas when you have like Fig, who's just like, right, we're the governing body. We can now say parkour is whatever we want it to, mm. regardless of whether or not the community or anyone feels the same way. And they're going to be recognized as being the most legitimate source for that information. So like suddenly you just have just this, this complete extent yeah, of shaping what, what parkour is perceived as. Yeah, I think that's definitely a bad thing it's like this is a huge yeah. risk and like that's i think the big the best argument against it is like especially the 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 whole idea of them being able to hand down legis like protocol and uh certification and like you know in the uk they've been that you've already sorted yourselves out luckily where they wouldn't be able to like jump down your throats and, and hand down any kind of legislation because they only have control over the gymnastics portions of of the state sponsored you know programs but but anywhere else, basically, like you said, the the the, the average consumer is just going to assume that it's legitimate because it's Olympic level or it's Olympic sponsored, and they will ignore and potentially, you know, the grassroots businesses go out of business, the grassroots businesses lose recognition, and uh, they can't compete with just the resources of the the international gymnastics it doesn't federation. Need, it doesn't need FIG to go to the Olympics, does it? It does need the IOC, though, right? Yeah. This is this is my um, worry, I guess. I it, like I'm I'm not really I, for me. This is the only reason like why I, I don't really you know the fig thing. It's hard for me to come out crazily against it is because I don't I don't want parkour to I don't really have a stake in the game for parkour being in the Olympics. Full stop. Like I don't think that they we should be in the Olympics. I think yeah. if if we really wanted to be like the ideal versions of what what the future should be, I feel like for for all athletes. Then you know, for me, my stance is, don't even be in the Olympics, because the Olympics is, is just ultimately, it's 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 what Fig is doing to us, but on like a different scale. Like the Fig is to parkour as the IOC is to any sport that's Olympic mm -hmm. sponsored, yeah. you know. And so it's just like, if we want to be in the Olympics, then you've basically already lost me. If you yeah, like yeah, want yeah. parkour to be an Olympic sport, because the Olympics but, is a corrupt institution, it's a corrupt exactly. So like, and you're and it's not sponsored by, you know, the people that practice it or whatever, and uh, and so I've kind of like, all right, well, if you're actually in the game of like making parkour an Olympic sport, then uh, you know I'm already on a different train. I'm already like more concerned, more interested in uh, in the brands, and like grassroots brands coming out and doing doing their thing, like store, like storm, yeah, and um. But man, it's so tough because I, you know, these institutions—they've helped me grow. Apex, Origins Parkour in Vancouver, all these, all these things. I do not want to see them like pissed on by the by the encroachment. So at the same time, it is it is totally like disheartening when 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 you are an athlete like like me or Tim, and you're sort of uh, you have consistent competition success. Uh, and but in in these like grassroots competitions yeah um but they just in terms of like the 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 benefit that you can get from competing in them it just it just doesn't doesn't even compare to what we could get if we if we did do fig competitions you know? yeah like, 
we'll, yeah. get, we'll get random like little pots of, of prize money for, mm. for like just just completely like sacrificing our bodies and, and our time to, to just becoming as 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 good as we can be and and like just ma- and managing to to compete against these incredible athletes and and win like or, or podium place in these competitions it like takes so much energy and you get so relatively little gain from it compared to like these fig competitions they're getting like seven grand a pop for winning like if, if tim and i had uh were were putting the energy and consistency in competition that we had now into fig competitions mm-hmm. it's like you know a few a year then we'd be like you know it's I'll like probably, a full salary house, yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. seven grand a pop five five competitions a year like i'd suddenly be making a real salary just from competing in mm-hmm. parkour which is which is where i want it to go but i don't want it to be through that medium of fig i know that's what's so tough it's like because ultimately the the structure isn't there yet the outside of fig and fig offers like this very tempting piece of pie you know and i do have this fear of like am i am i just uselessly like throwing away this opportunity for some Mm-hmm. arbitrary sense of 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 like pride or, or something like that like I, yeah um, is the resistance futile just yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's because like, they will move forward you know probably with with their attempts i think um oh man it's just so hard to figure out and decide like that's why i mostly want to put my efforts into building out other platforms just so that i mean this is my response i guess is like instead of i i don't i don't really have time to be concerned i feel like with the with trying to be against a fig because I'm just not really on the the political or the Olympic train um, either way. But if there's enough, like if Sto- if Storm could pay you a salary that you wouldn't feel like you needed to earn anything else, then boom. Yeah, that's true. Then then you could be like fuck fig, but but yeah, you have to get Storm to that level. And like there's very few brands that can offer any kind of um, real real life changing money right now to an athlete in parkour Mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see i mean the future is just like wide open still um but ultimately i feel like if uh if parkour does get into the olympics it it's good for the athletes but it's bad for all the organizations that have been putting work in for over the years like it's, it's good for potential future athletes because there just is more avenues for success but those avenues are potentially corrupting like the foundations that have been like built you know for so many years so who knows man but i think like if we stay strong as community it won't ultimately make a difference i think like yeah skateboarding is and bmx are being absorbed as well this year into the olympics you know under probably different disciplines that they more or less probably don't want to be associated with like i think bmx is under cycling which is like you know road biking and stuff that's not how they identify and um and that's I unfortunate feel, for I them. I feel like BMX and skateboarding, they have a, a community that's so big that when you get into it, you'll realize that there's this part of the community that doesn't that doesn't agree with this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the FIG part will be so large that you'll never hear that people disagree with it or anything. And really? people just won't hear that. Like, I culture, don't know that. The culture I... and the image of, of skateboarding and BMX, because it's older and more established, is already so yeah, strong exactly. that it's not, there's not as much room for for an outside for fuckery to completely yeah. take over whereas parkour is young enough that like something like fig could shape the entire image of parkour yeah i feel you but i and my position's always been i feel like that and maybe it'll change you know maybe i'll get more worried about it my position's been that i think we are actually tight-knit enough as a community we are like 
strong enough as a community that Fig does not actually stand a chance at really taking over the image of parkour. You know, I feel like they, uh, even if they try their hardest, there'll be enough backlash, there'll be enough outcry, and there already has been, that they've, they've like, we've got them on their heels, I think, a bit already. They yeah. know they're going to have to work with us, I think, more than against us, but, but it's tough because... I see the potential, but I also just I feel like parkour is just not not a comp not a competitive sport inherently. It's not like gonna be something that will be confused. I feel like the people that even compete in the the competitions will will they're, they're following if they develop a following if they get a platform based off of their Olympic gold or their Olympic silver and bronze medals. I trust that they will they'll, they will spread the right message if as long as we don't like completely diverge and like bisect our community somehow but of like people that are associated with fig and people that aren't um which i don't i don't know i don't see that happening but it's possible it's fucking crazy anyhow enough of that fig bullshit fuck that fig shit <laughs> i mean well i don't know send us your comments and stuff in the below we keep talking about fig and i feel like it's just it's just it is nowhere that we've really gone i, I mean all all we know is that you can support parkour earth if you really want to help an organization that is kind of like the opposition of fig and just try to get educated as much as possible but uh yeah i don't know don't know boys yeah that's what it. do you i mean <laughs> the saga will continue the saga continues yeah meanwhile tim champion just big chills big chilling how did you find this big chilling <laughs> moniker by the way so i was just downstairs the other night on the floor just, you got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right here. Oh, it was like perfect. a few nights ago. <laughs> and it was Giles or Joe or someone asked me like, what are you doing? Because I was just lying down on the floor. And I was just like, I'm just big chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, it's stuck so hard from, from that moment. And I just say, I like the phrase. I'm quite a large human being, I'd say. And uh, I'm pretty, pretty fucking chill. Pretty chill. <laughs> I think your nipples are a testament to like the, the amount of chill that you actually are. Yeah, they like, like they couldn't even be bothered to grow past the size of a <laughs> size of a nickel. So yeah, dude. I mean, they're just like they kind of look like they're permanent hard. They're, they're permanently cold in a way. They're they're they're, cause yeah, they're I see permanently that. chilling. I see that. You're super chilling, super big chilling. But yeah, that's uh, I'll I'll accept that as a nickname now. If anyone wants to run with that, big chilling, big chilling champion. It works. It rolls off the tongue nicely. And then, of course, we got Hendo. Choo. Many, many <laughs> monikers as well. The People's Champ, Team Hendo. Yeah, I picked up a few, the, the a few sex, names in my time. The sex god of parkour. <laughs> the, <laughs> only, only you call the, me that. <laughs> what is it like? You, you've done some modeling and stuff. You're all over the place these days with like you're you're expanding your your brand out. What do you see as a future for your, you know, your career outside and inside of your athletic pursuits yeah um modeling's something i've kind of stumbled across through parkour which is which is uh just fucking cool that that's that's a that's a potential for for anyone like to it seems like a lot of people will stumble into things like that through through parkour whether it's like modeling or filmmaking or photography or anything like parkour seems to just have this uh because it's such a you need to develop so many skills if you want to become successful at it. Like uh, I think you were saying maybe in a couple of podcasts ago yeah. when we were listening to just about how, you know, being able to jump far doesn't cut it for, for yeah. being a, 
uh, a successful um, parkour athlete. You no, have to no, have you got to diversify. That you've got to you've got to develop, and in doing that, it seems like you a lot of people will stumble across just other potential uh, career paths or like or like income, um, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's something I kind of stumbled upon and I'm like signed to an agency now and doing, doing a bit more of that. Um, which is cool when, when the jobs come in, it's, it's nice, nice money. Um, and like fun, fun work. Uh, but for, for the future, like I'm, I'm really now just focusing on, on the idea of, of building a brand and, uh, and, and being just sort of heading, heading, heading a brand in terms of developing, uh clothing and and uh you're designing the storm winter line correct yeah yeah not 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 just me but i've i'm having like a a very uh large yeah a, a very a very large part of it is is my design essentially i'm kind of working with blue is is much more proficient on the technical side of things in terms of actually like creating mock-ups of designs on mm-hmm. illustrator and stuff like that um and and kai's been involved as well of course uh i think most most of the winter line is sort of my brain child i suppose um which which is something that i've i nice. I'm very i've been like actively working towards is 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 taking it's gonna be like weird that that's like the parkour like career almost is like athlete slash designer yeah you kind of yeah. have to like be that in a way it feels yeah. like it's like the, or that's one of the combinations that seems to work for people yeah, and I've, I've become increasingly interested in, in fashion do, and styling are, in in the last like couple of years, and it's something I've definitely just like been wanting to to get involved in and start and start pushing and shaping for a while. Is is the the culture and the and the what parkour looks like, like the look of, mm. of like when you think of someone who does parkour, like what does that person look like, how they're dressed and shit. Like mm. the idea of being able to shape that is is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. It's what about you, Tim? What about me? Are you big chilling or do you, I mean, what, what are your big chilling plans for the future? Or I know you, you're working, you do, you do Ninja Warrior yeah, as so like part of your, uh, at the start of 2017, I started working for a company called Echo Line that, uh, produced the Ninja Warrior shows throughout Europe. And, uh, life's just been fucking great since then, basically, because <laughs> I'll go away and do these shows for like two weeks earn some money and then the rest of the time I can just spend training and and chilling and like just <laughs> having a good time and that I've been doing that for like the past year and a, about a year and a half now yeah and uh I'm just enjoying training and progressing basically just trying to be the best athlete I can be well you're better than me <laughs> <laughs> which is not saying much he's better than everyone he's the he's the big chilling champion <laughs> Way better. Yeah, I think I had I not got the this uh, Ninja Warrior course testing job, I definitely don't think I'd be where I am because mm. you just you need a lot of time to train and you don't have free time if you're working a if you're working a, like a job. Tell me about five. it, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's gonna be the the next. That's the future. Everything that's been a constant theme for the podcast discussions is just the state the state of the game state of the game we're playing right now yeah. is just. I feel like very, I just got particularly much. lucky. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, it's you've you've not. What do they say? Luck is opportunity meeting hard work or preparation. So, yeah, like you were yeah. prepared, you were ready to take on that that lucky that lucky break, which I think is like so much of of what luck is. Yeah, say. that makes total sense for me actually because 
so I don't know if a lot of people know, but before I was doing the Ninja Warrior stuff, I was working at an airport as an aircraft mechanic, like 12 hour shifts, six days a week. But whilst I was Woof. doing that, I was still, I was still going to the gym in the evening and training mm. because I didn't want to let that kind of dream of doing something in parkour die. Mm. So I, I kept that going. And then when the opportunity came, I was like ready to take it. So yeah, yeah, that's huge. And that's not easy. 12 hour days, fuck. It's fucking shit. Don't do that. Is that, that the worst job you've ever had? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's the worst job. <laughs> but uh, it also allowed me to earn like a good amount of money in a short amount of time. So mm. it helped me out. Like like I bought a laptop and a camera and other things that I knew I'd need when I wouldn't be getting this kind of income yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. What's your worst job, Henda? Uh, my worst job would be uh, I worked in a, in a call center uh, <laughs> okay. for like. Technically, I worked there for a week. I only went in for two days of it. <laughs> I honestly, like, it was, it was, so it was like, I can't remember how long the days were, but like a full, maybe like eight hour days or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a full day of work, literally just, uh, just calling, like, cold calling people and just talking a, like a random shit to them, like, for some gas company, I think. The brand would kind of, like, whatever I was, I was like, it would shift to them every day. Change, but, but it was always bullshit. And, and it was just the most, like, soul destroying is like a cliche word but mm-hmm. it, or like phrase but it is like it perfectly describes what that was and i i went in i went in one day went in the next day walked there like walked from my house to to where uh to where this like office was um and this this morning of like the the wednesday that i was working there and and i literally it felt like i just hit a wall like i was around the corner i was on the block it was on and i just stopped and i was like <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> I can't I can't go back in there and uh and I just didn't and <laughs> like a week later they called me up and they were like uh are you still working here I was like no no I'm not I'm not doing that yeah man yeah it's it's weird like they in America at least people like to throw around this idea of like oh we're creating jobs we're doing this and that but like it's uh, for me it's always been like this weird dissonance between like what a job is is just usually shit like nobody really want like I've, I've there's so many jobs i mean and luckily you know you were able to like whatever you know some people would be afraid they'd be too afraid maybe to act and be like no i'm fucking not doing this mm-hmm. they'd be like noah it's a it's a secure paycheck i need to like just whatever but it takes some balls it takes whatever to like fight that but the these this idea of like oh we create jobs i think this is like this weird thing with with society and the, this is the only thing that i um struggle with when it comes to capitalism is like the the idea that like you know we worship somebody who creates like an epic idea like starbucks right and starbucks is like all right yeah you become billionaire it's an it's an exponentially it's an insanely successful brand that has has exploded all over the world but it you don't actually create any good jobs like no one no one really likes being a starbucks employee probably for very long yeah. Or there's no value in it. Society's going to look at you and be like, your job's stupid and useless. So like, I don't know where I'm going with this exactly, but... Something about the just, idea of, of doing something that doesn't involve any like progression of self, really. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're working for Starbucks, you're really just part of a machine that's working for for some other guy who put in the real like, yeah. grind to create this this incredibly successful enterprise. And I just, I just have always just felt like fuck being, fuck one being of the someone's people. bitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You, you want to be, you want to be 
at the top of what you're doing. You want to be pushing shit for yourself and, and like creating, creating something for yourself. And uh, I feel like maybe within the parkour community, there's some disdain for like getting a, getting a normal job and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but my, my view has always been that as long as you're doing it, as long as you know it's a tool, as long as you know it's a tool for, for self-progression in some other way. So like the time I worked at this call center, it was like yeah. I'd, I'd come out of school and I, I had, uh, I had goals. I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to push myself and see if I could make something of myself uh, as, a, as a person within parkour. Um, and I knew that to do that, I had to get money so that I could get like a coaching qualification, start coaching. Uh, I could travel out to, to America and compete in competitions and, and, and shit like this. And so I, you know, I tried, I, yeah, the, the call center job didn't last long, but I did, uh, after that, I got jobs like laboring on building sites for, for about a year and, and which, which was hard work and, and boring work, but less soul destroying as, uh, than, than working in a call center. And, uh, yeah, it was just no matter how hard it was to, to get up every day and know that I had to do this, like boring shit that I wasn't interested in. It was, I, I knew that I'm doing this for a reason. And mm. I, I, there's, there's a, there's a bigger goal in, in my sights. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked though, because some people just like get stuck in that position. I feel like, or they give up, I guess the only way to get stuck is really to just give yourself, let yourself get stuck. What seems but, what seems crazy to me is that there are those jobs where you you're just grafting for eight hours a day, five days a week, mm -hmm. and then there are just there are also jobs out there that uh, a lot of people could do that are also just like like some modeling jobs, for instance, which will pay you like I don't know three or four grand for a couple of days. Yeah, and like I don't know, it just baffles my mind when I think about that. You yeah. can grind away for months or <laughs> if you somehow ha had this opportunity to do this certain job, you just get the same amount of money in two days. Yeah. It's, it's, what it's, the fuck is that? Like? <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, a, like life, life certainly isn't perfect or where I, where I want it to be. I've by no means even close to like meeting, meeting my, my ultimate goals or anything. But, mm -hmm. uh, like there are there are occasions these days where life does just feel like a kind of dream and they're like mm. yeah as tim said if i'm doing some sort of like modeling job or like commercial parkour job where not only am i now doing something that like i'm enjoying in the moment like yeah. i love i love doing jobs like that i I'm, I'm like having such a good time even though there's there's hard work into it and sometimes like in the moment it's like there's a bit of stress or like you know uh, and and if it's parkour then physical stress too like you're having to bang out these lines for a camera or whatever it's like it's always so enjoyable and and feel like you're doing something that that means something to you rather than calling people up and and or, or shoveling shit on a on a building yeah. site <laughs> and not only am i doing something i enjoy but i'm being paid the same for for like a few hours of doing this work as i would be for like a couple of months doing <laughs> the shit job that i hate you know? yeah. <laughs> which is which is just insane you gotta like yeah, find fun. your way through the maze you know yeah it's yeah. fucking insane but like yeah like you said like you can get it's so easy to get trapped. I feel like in uh, in some of these dead end jobs. What? Oh, we got Charlie yeah, coming in here. With the... Come, come in, Charlie. Come in real close. Yeah. So, sharing the so mic. If you want to get to that point where you're doing little to earn a lot, you need to put down an investment of your own time and your own money in mm. order to get to that place. Hundred percent. None of us have just happened upon this. Tim has been training for years. Joe's been training for years. Me and Ed have been training for years for yeah. free. For yeah. nothing. Yeah, and that was that store thing as well. Yeah. Just like 
Store has been doing videos. Seven. For so long. Grinding, grinding, grinding. No, no results at all, other than, you know, minor fame within the parkour community. And now they're on two million. Yeah. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's not, you can jump into a job. You can fill out an application, have a job the next day. That is the, that is the thing. Yeah. Right. If you it's want to enjoy like, your career, make an investment. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, re- the reason I can wisdom. get the jobs that pay me well and that I enjoy now is because I worked for a year on building sites got enough money to like fly out to America, uh, compete in competitions, make a name for myself, uh, build connections with people and just slowly rise to the point where, uh, you know, I have a name within, within parkour and a, and a fairly strong, uh, social media following and, and a, and a skill set which is far beyond what I, what I used to have and all this. Like yeah, if used I to hadn't suck, done bro. the shit jobs, I wouldn't be having the good jobs now. You know, you got, you got to put in that investment. <laughs> used to have that sweet dirt stash, <laughs> tiny short hair and just like, you had a way different look, man. You still look good. You still looked good. You still had the gold chains, I think back then too. Somehow you just always knew that you were going to be able to pull it off. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Hendo, but he can wear anything. That stash is coming back right now. It's just the it's the traveling life, man. Dude, I feel like uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring it back too. We got the goatee. It's making a comeback. Facial hair is one element of my life that hasn't really progressed in the last <laughs> like, good few years. <laughs> yeah, I've got. You just uh, gotta put the time in to get, to yeah. get the results. Yeah, you want. Tim, tell us how do you, how do you get those blonde hairs to grow out? Uh, you, wait, so you wait until you're about 25 to hit puberty and then it should start happening. <laughs> oh, that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, a, I'm like a young version of myself still, I feel like. <laughs> Just like my, every time I see, if I shave, I look fucking 13 again. If I, like, if I bick it, if I get it right up against the, the skin so it doesn't even look like I can grow facial hair yet. It's pretty bad. I want to be more manly. Sorry, boys. I'm just this is this has turned into a uh, a counseling session for me. You guys are going to be my psychiatrist, both of you. It's not about the way you look, bro. It's the it's the manly heart. Yeah, I got to be the parts and look the part. That confidence. I got a mustache on the inside. I've got a full beard on the inside. That doesn't matter. I can't. <laughs> got a full beard and chest hair, baby. I got so much hair. I got butt hair, baby. Like on the cheeks. Um, we're about to go out for a fucking delightful send into some river gap, some Boulder Creek. Enjoy the day. You guys excited about being in Boulder? Tim Champion, you ever been to Colorado before? I have never been to Colorado and I've spent most of it inside Brandon's place or in the gym. So, <coughs> so you've seen, it, so you seen it all. <laughs> yeah, but no, Boulder's a sick place. People should uh, come roll through because it's happening here. Oh, it is, baby. You know what's happening. What do you think of my bedroom, boys? I think it's hot as fuck. <laughs> he means that. I can tell. He means it in like the double entendre sense. And like there's it's getting, seven different shades of it's red right now. Wet. <laughs> it's getting Tim wet right now just to be in here. Just a little glisten. A little glisten on the back of... We got a little two extra sources of body heat coming off of Ed and Charlie. <laughs> Definitely don't need an audience, actually, I realize anymore because it just pumps up the temperature. But I want you guys to stick around because now we're just doing a, fa- a, f- a fat man sauna, five man sauna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm liking this new bed, though. Yeah, man. I've upgraded. I've upgraded one from, from on the floor to a foot off the floor. That's the biggest upgrade I've had in the last year. Gee. And that and my, Why? my laser eye surgery. Why did you feel surgery. the need to get rise up? 
You know, I feel like it's a it's a self respect for myself now. I used to believe I used to believe I belonged on the floor. Oh down shit! Down with the rodents, <laughs> you know. And I didn't even let myself have sheets, and I would uh, I wouldn't shower. And uh, what changed? I had to sleep with my to, eyes open because I didn't deserve bed. it. Just to close my eyes, that was too that was too luxurious a sleep for me. Um, what do you think gave you this elevated sense of, of self worth? <laughs> yeah, no. Why do you think you deserve to be above the floor? Yeah, was it the bed? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think I would legitimately. I I bought I wanted a king size mattress. I didn't want to have a key, I, I wanted to buy a new mattress because mine was shit. So I bought it. I wanted to get a king size because I had a queen before and I was like, for an extra hundred dollars, I get the biggest size. And uh, who wouldn't want to have extra room to roll around, right? So then I bought the mattress, but the mattress doesn't have its own like support system. Yeah. So I just had to bring it up. I feel like I'm going in the in the other direction. I get into my bedroom at home now and I think, why is my bed so fucking big? Like Really? I like I could probably do with a single and then you just got, you know, all that room for activities and all that shit. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I don't like to spend much like that's mostly what I do in my room is sleep. So that's like why I like I'm like, you know what? Might as well dedicate. Yeah, well, that the- makes sense. I spend like most of my time in my room when I'm at home. See, does that interfere with your sleep cycle though? They say if you like are constantly doing things in your room, then your brain kind of isn't conditioned to just know when to sleep. No, my go, brain knows what it's doing. Your brain does what the fuck you want it to yeah. do, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, uh, my brain doesn't fucking follow orders sometimes, all right? Sometimes I lay down in bed and I say, go to sleep. And my brain says, nah. Let's think about anything for like the next three and a half hours because we don't want to go to sleep. Yeah, I feel like sleeping something I've never, I've never really struggled with. I always hear people like, oh, like I just couldn't sleep last night and stuff, but I, it's so rare that I just can't go well, to you've sleep. You've been sending it training, right, too. Yeah. I feel like the only time I struggle with sleep is if I, if I drink coffee like really late in the day and I didn't necessarily get enough exercise or True, something. I get so agitated if I don't, if I don't get out. If it's like... Sometimes there are days where I will leave my flat, maybe just to pick up the post that's outside, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then I just can't like. That is a big chilling day. I've ever heard yeah. One. Yeah. That's the most big chilling day. It, it becomes when you exit big your house just man. but one time. Yeah, fuck. You show your skin to the world. Yeah. Just flash a nip out the door. You got to get that exercise in, otherwise it's gonna fuck you up i've been having more and more days of of complete uh just yeah just staying inside and and not not moving at all because i've i've been uh doing a lot of the video editing for for the storm channel and stuff and and trying to make consistent vlogs and and training videos and shit and it does weird stuff to you man just like <laughs> sitting sitting inside for like a couple days in a row just like looking at a screen yeah, you, it like makes you go fully crazy yo yeah you lose like your vitamin d i i get like a i get like a rash almost from fucking like being inside too long my skin just like starts to wanting to turn dark to absorb more like vitamin d or what? something like as a defense mechanism I, I i develop like a you know i don't know what it is no way. I don't think it's like actually a thing, but I'm making it up probably. But like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like I feel like I have a superpower. Like my body's like, we need to go. We need to absorb more light, more light. And it starts to like try to like darken the, the skin. Because when I get vitamin Maybe. D, like never know what- when I get vitamin D, like my, uh, I guess it's probably stress. It's just like a stress thing. 
Like sometimes I get like stressed from being indoors because you don't, it's like one of these key factors. You got to get food, water, rest. And then like just being outside, I think is one of those things where yeah, it's like weirdly part of like your nutrition. Mm. I'd fully agree with that. Yeah. Not going outside or like messes me up. There must be a reason why it feels so good to be in a forest. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. Feel that? Like you just—if you're in a forest, like, I'm feeling it right now, dude. I'm feel, I want to be. I'm already in a forest in my head right now. <laughs> how much difference does the like how do the oxygen levels in your room change if you spend all day in there? I wonder. Because maybe that's what that feeling is when you go outside and you can actually breathe properly again. I don't know. You just been. You're just your yeah. You're just starving yourself. For, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely things that like chemically happen with the sunlight exposure, right? Well, the trees are probably talking to you somehow. Maybe the trees are spraying like spores into you. That you don't even know you're sucking them through your nose and they're just making you feel good. You know, they say plants have like crazy intelligence. I don't know. I'm not like that much of a hippie, but there's something to it. I'm going to keep my, I'll keep my eye on it. Yeah, you do that because I don't think I'll be keeping my eye on that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys do what I find, all right? Hey, when I'm one with the trees... When I'm one with the trees and I'm fucking living in the canopy, crushing fucking jungle life or whatever, I'm, you guys are you guys are going to be envious, right? You guys are going to come to me, you're going to call me on my banana phone, and you're going to want a piece. And I won't answer in that time because you guys rejected my leaf, my, my tree, my... My tree voyage from the beginning. Oh, because your phone's a banana. <laughs> My phone's going to work, all right? My banana phone's going to work. You guys just fucking wait. I don't know, man. I think, like, the, the society with technology and stuff, like, I was seeing this the other night, but it's, like, killing us, but it's killing us, and, like, some people are just okay with it. And, like, those people are the ones that actually are going to survive. Like, I think it's, like, weird, like, passive like eugenics almost like technology is slowly like taking like branches off of like the family tree like the human species tree of life or whatever how do you that make sense well literally Just like, like killing people off or um well not like violently but yeah like ending ending their 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 lineage like people that can't deal with the the issues with society a, a technological advanced society they won't procreate because they aren't able to cope because like you know it's giving them huge anxiety or it's giving them depression and like these huge things that might take them out of the gene pool ultimately because they you know it's a weird thing that we're doing to our species i think is all what i'm saying is just the technology is starting to sculpt the exactly the people i think it's like you're gonna i think if we're on the the path that we're on we're almost gonna like in in two generations we're gonna be very different without even knowing it and that like only the people that can kind of cope with the technology technological advancements are going to survive through this next like few generations of the internet. I don't know. I think we're all going to be okay. Cause we got Instagram, bro. We're, we're there. <laughs> uh, I, look, I know how to talk and like use a computer. We're big chilling. We're big chilling. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know though. I don't know. I just, it's definitely like an epidemic is all I'm saying. Some Something is fucking with us, this technology. Yeah, that is, that is an and I don't know that like we go back to nature fast enough. I think it like cuts us, cuts a chunk of like the species off before that happens, before we like get homeostasis or whatever. Yeah. And we're not even going to notice because 
And I don't think it's a necessarily a bad thing, even just a just a yeah, interesting yeah. thing. Like it'll be. Yeah, no, it's almost just like that's that's the way it goes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the week when the fucking rodents took over because the the asteroids killed the dinosaurs or whatever. An asteroid killed the dinosaurs. It's like, all right, well, these guys could survive still, so they take over the planet. Yeah. It's like life isn't really. It's just strange because it's man-made, right? It's not yeah, some that, like we're doing it to ourselves. Event. That's yeah. what's so odd. There's got to be other examples of that, though. Maybe not. <laughs> Damn, you got a heavy breath there. Endo, is that you? Just soaking in the vibes. You guys want a moment of stillness? Moment of stillness for Team Storm? Oh, wait. Before we end this, before we wrap this beast up, Tim Champion has been hanging out with Storm Gang so much. Whispers, whispers on the street are that you're going to be on the team. What's going on? I... Don't know what I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if, if that Tim... was maybe the longest pause on, <laughs> on Hydrophysics. <laughs> if Tim, if Tim uh, wasn't so unlikable, then, then uh, maybe he'd, he'd be on Storm. But I feel like we all kind of none of us really oh, get really along with him that. too well. So yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. actually pretty excited for him to leave. <laughs> You've really been quite a piece. You've been a bother, man. Ever since you were here, you've you've been big chilling in the corner. You've been big chilling on the floor, (laughs) big chilling here, big chilling there. Meanwhile, the rest of us are carrying your fucking weight, man. Yeah, we're carrying that big chilling. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Regardless of storm, just talking about the gang that we got out here in America. Me, Ed, Charlie, and uh, Tim. Mm -hmm. We've been. uh, Hang on, now I feel like I'm going to be blowing my own trumpet but really i'm talking about my, my teammates here <laughs> yeah we've, we've come in we've come in and we've been killing these uh these competitions we've taken uh podium places in every single event at apex internationals just the the squad yeah big ups congrats right. and you didn't even have ed to compete with you on this one, one of i our, think one ed of would our have strongest done... boys yeah was out of action too we've got the yeah end. it's the british invasion again i'm british actually invasion coming in strong i don't i don't approve <laughs> I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna go Paul Revere on your ass. You guys better watch out. Two lamps in my window. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think the the UK are doing or Europe in general are podiuming more than the people from the US? Um, they're better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, that's probably it. <laughs> well uh, didn't I, didn't see that. <laughs> well, I think like mostly it's because the institutions the cultures are older there's more pedigree there's more like lineage in the uk and in europe than there is in the united states i feel like we're all we're all of our communities are younger than all of your communities almost all of our big communities at least they've been around less time so we have less time to develop and yeah what do you think about i'd say because we have we have less gyms and less good gyms that more people are training outside in the uk do you think that makes a difference um, I think it does for sure. I think if I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but I think that you are better if you train outside than if you train indoors only. I think like with bars, you have to have the gyms to get good. Yeah, yeah. Of but out, outside of bars, like you really don't need um, that much. I mean, it's it's really it's really advantageous to have like these big facilities. But I think that like the best training always gets done outdoors. You know. Yeah. And that's like what prepares you for, for competition because it, it, 
it's a much more high pressure scenario just inherently than being in a gym. So you're already kind of used to like, because when you train outdoors a lot, when you come into the gym, you feel relaxed by the gym. You feel like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you're only, only training indoors, then when you're, you just feel tensed by the gym when, yeah, it's, when it's a competition. You, can, you feel, you can look at everything and you can like already be sure that the surfaces are good and stuff. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to worry, like there's just less things to you have to think about when you're training indoors. Training in gyms never, never quite feels real to me or doesn't doesn't quite it feels like uh it doesn't feel as complete as training outside like a, a challenge that i do in the gym would would never give me the same feeling of uh, achievement as a challenge outside i think something about it just it just feels like a safer more controlled environment like you say the surfaces are all well, purpose yeah. built. you have mats at hand you can shift things yeah. around you're there you're supposed to do parkour there yeah and that's the biggest difference in like the mental strength you get just from facing the outdoors like is maybe all the edge you need in competition. It's yeah. just being able to be like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. That takes a certain amount of guts and it, it pulls energy out of the equation. It can try to pull focus away from the challenge at hand. And there's just so much more that goes into it that like it makes training inside a gym then feel chill, big chill. I think you know? gyms definitely like undoubtedly uh, increase the technical skill level of yeah. the athletes like like you say with bars and stuff like you wouldn't have jared nahuli without no without gyms and a lot of american athletes like especially like you see such a uh like american athletes have such a strong presence in sort of style elements of parkour like just throwing down the gnarliest like most unique and innovative flips and all all this kind of thing um and and just the presence of coaches and gyms is just raising the the bar with skill level of parkour. But it's huge. I think it weakens you mentally for sure. Hundred percent. And like, but there's like uh like for me taking time trials classes and teaching time trials classes definitely benefited my competition like ability as well because I was familiar with like dealing with that scenario. And so these, there's certain advantages it can offer. Hundred percent. And like I don't know. I think it might fluctuate as well. Like we might just be in a, a more European dominated era, and then american athletes come out of the woodwork because even just a few years ago it was dylan it was me it was like um it was like different events it was weird like speed was dominated more by americans well in these competitions of course we didn't like travel across to your domains yeah. as much and maybe that's that's we'll never know exactly but i think like for a while the europeans were actually dominating more of the style and the men and the the men, but the the Americans were dominating more of the speed and skill. Men. The men, but now it seems like the skill and speed are more dominated by European, and like the style has been like Americans representing a lot more. Yeah, which would make sense with the with the gyms and stuff. Yeah, but I think it all just kind of fluctuates. I think, I think it, it, it like when when you have like a really inspiring figure like in any community it just like raises the bar for for everyone around them so i don't know like i think um we're, we're kind of like overdue again for like someone in the colorado community to like really make some crazy big waves again it's been a while i think since we've made yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know it's hard to say it's hard to say who's even like in that conversation nick's been killing it recently Oh so yeah. That, yeah, well yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's at the forefront of like. Uh, I can't believe I wasn't Colorado even thinking of him. Representation to the Nick rest of the is world like right the guy now. right now for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's what I would say is like, and Nick, but Nick's not inclined to compete. Mm -hmm. But he is like pushing the sport hundred percent, like 
in terms of descents and, and what's done outdoors. So I don't know, like that's the other side of the coin, right? Is like who's pushing it in competition, who's pushing outside of competition. I don't think competition like, is the most important thing at all. Like look at Dom. Dom yeah, Tomato doesn't win anything sure. hardly, but Dom yeah, is probably a store. Exactly. Yeah. Probably the most, the athletes I respect the most, it's only coincidence that they, they win or do well at competitions usually, I think. But it does, it does mean something. Like I think it also gets a really big, it can get you in the door. I think competitions are really good for getting athletes disciplined, understanding like what training needs to be and what it can be and what it can look like. Because when everyone's going to going to try to be their best on a single afternoon, you really get to see just a whole new mess of context for like what training can look like. Yeah, and, like, and the putting yourself under pressure mm. uh, whilst you're trying to do stuff is just going to make you a better athlete for sure. I've definitely, Joe's been saying this a lot and I 100% agree with that. Yeah, not even just a better athlete. I think a better just person in general. Just just being able to to cope with pressure, finding out how you deal with pressure, and then finding out how you can and learning how to deal with it better, and just evolving those skills is like going to help you with anything. Just being able to be in a stressful, scary, dangerous situation and just controlling your mind and your body is always going to be valuable. Yeah, and yeah, competitions definitely. Be they go hand in hand. It's weird. It's always me. like complemented each other. I don't think anyone, even though I was just saying that no one I that crazily respect, I don't respect them for their competition, mm-hmm. but I respect that they compete. And I know that like it's sharpened everyone that has competed. Like you're saying, like it does. Yeah. I don't know because, because it just, you know that they embrace the grind in a certain way if they're going to compete and try to win and do their best. It, it you have to be in some ways vulnerable you have to put yourself out there to really try means you're putting yourself on the line yeah like so that if you lose you're going to feel bad about it typically yeah. you know like if you it, not necessarily lose but if you don't perform your to what you your standard is if you set a standard out for yourself and you don't meet it then you will feel you know pain of sort mm-hmm. but like you said like if you it, it makes you a better person to like just go after it anyways embrace the uh embrace the discomfort because then you're seeking the growth, you know, you're just growing from, from all these different things from more challenges. It's just a new type of challenge, just like all the other challenges that we do movement way what, or wise. Now you're just like, all right, well, my challenge, my challenge usually is to, to have a good time at the competition. That's part of like the challenge for me is like to keep a smile on during the entire event, you know, which is not easy to do, but I found that it makes me a better, performance wise and like it makes me like you were saying more more um skilled as a person to like handle my own emotions and and not be the kind of person that would lash out or feel you know what i mean i don't know just like throw a temper tantrum or something because i've been known to do that in in my my younger years i've i've been a racket into a square when i used to compete in tennis (laughs) i fucking like i don't know man i've had some some issues for sure just train with me long enough. You'll see it. You'll see the anger come out yeah. once in a while. Do you have a? Do you have fits of rage or or bouts of crying? I when you when you're not like when you when you're when you're going for something and it's just not working at all. What's your reaction? I don't really have a fit of rage. It's more of just like a, uh, just like a feeling of. I don't even know what the word is. Give me some, give me some descriptors for like, um, not, disappointment, not, 
Yeah, kind like of disappointment. Yeah, just despair like despair is what you just yeah, despair or just losing like enthusiasm. Just like oh, I I just don't want to do this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I get fucking furious. What about yeah, you? I feel <laughs> similarly to to Tim, but that will generally come out with me as uh, as as anger. Yeah, uh, I think I've I've always like struggled a little bit with with anger, like since I was I was pretty young, uh, and I I do just have a tendency to yeah, just like. Just when when I feel like I, th- I think it's it's generally um, it's when I feel like I'm not meeting my own expectations of myself, mm-hmm. uh, it tends to just make make me angry. And it seems like most most negative emotions that I feel will be will be expressed as anger. Like I'd never, um, I'm not I'm not one to to cry or, yeah. or express any sort of emotion like that, other than other than just uh, rage really and just wanting to to hurt or break things <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you're when you're about to hit something you're it's not it's not an involuntary thing is it you're voluntarily punching this object or do you feel like it's it's overwhelming to the point where you just have to do it kind of feels kind of feels overwhelming because well because there's there's certainly there's situations where where i know and like immediately afterwards i'll regret like like doing something but for some reason it just feels like i have to yeah. Like I like I've I've uh, I was talking to who was I talking to Sasha yeah Sasha recently when I was uh, I was editing and I was trying to export this video and I just kept having problems with the uh, with Premiere with the editing software <laughs> and it just keep kept fucking me over and I was getting closer and closer to the deadline of when we had to upload this video and uh, this this one like I don't know the sixth time it failed or something I could just feel this anger building up in me and I was like. I know that that in a second I'm just gonna like lash out. It's like it feels like there's a there's a there's this force like inside me that's like starts as this little like ball and it's just mm-hmm. slowly growing until it manifests itself in in physicality as just like a a physical you know force of that's a rage handler of destruction. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and Sasha was laughing so hard because I was saying. I was just looking around my room, yeah. desperately scanning for something that it's I could break. lay into that was like the least Acceptable. valuable and the least fragile thing. And, and then I just sent him a picture of my washing basket. It <laughs> was like this plastic, like rubber, pretty indestructible thing with just this fat, like dent in it where I just kind of laid into it rather than fucking punching a hole in my laptop or like yeah. laying into my yeah. walls or something. Like, or, or just, just I find it's healthy done. too. It's oddly like weird that you... You're you have such a non-aggressive demeanor, like ninety-nine percent of the day. Mm-hmm. But then when you hit that mode, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's like that's what you should do. Instantly, just full rage mode, and then it's gone, and then you can continue on. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like yeah, what you're supposed to do maybe is like kind of like no control it, control it. But then I feel like it's just you take like peak rage and you squash it out, squash it down and like spread it across like at the next four hours. Still yeah. And, and yeah. like, I don't know that that's actually a more healthy way to deal with anything. Cause yeah. I've found that like when I, when I get that rage mode going, which happens to me as well and people try to like calm me down, they're like, it's all good, bro, whatever. You know, like I know that their heart's in the right place, but I really also secretly i'm just like just let me have my rage moment yeah, right. just like mm-hmm. just let me be angry because then i get i work through it instantly more or less and uh i know that they're trying to help but i'm like i don't need to be calmed down i just need to like express the anger yeah so like i don't know it's tough and then because because then it only makes me more angry almost because then i'm getting embarrassed that i'm like acting like a child mm-hmm. and then I'm, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I, yeah. it can add to the cycle Absolutely. you know i'd rather than like 
if you're if you if you see me rage moding just let me do my thing or make fun of me for being such a baby about it cuz like that yeah, would actually yeah, yeah, for, for some sure. reason even though it sounds counterintuitive I would I would rather be like called out for it than like placated to like yeah. like we know oh, we're being yeah. dumb right we know and we're being we dumb want, yeah we want other people to, to think, be on to our know, level to, yeah, yeah exactly and not think that we're just like being fucking really serious yeah like, yeah we we know that we know that what we're doing is just really really dumb yeah yeah but. exactly <laughs> yeah no yeah when when you're like hey man it's okay yeah, it's like yeah. now you've just made it real you've made it real and like <laughs> yeah, i've actually yeah. been an asshole now almost yeah, more yeah. than i felt like i was one because like oh wait shit now i'm making other people like uncomfortable enough where they have to yeah you know yeah, they yeah, i yeah. want them to be comfortable enough with me to just be like you fucking Dork, like stop getting yeah, so mad yeah. about it, or I don't know, whatever. I'd rather, I'd rather have Tim laughing at the fact yeah. that I fucked my knuckles yeah, out yeah, and yeah. into a vent after <laughs> I rolled my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's all right, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. I think that's like some weird, like, uh, who knows? That's like some dad shit, maybe. Like just the stern, more stoic approach to life. Less, less, more tapping into the anger. The more traditionally masculine yeah. traits you're like and, allowed to express. Although I feel like it's fucked me over a few times and like breaking shit I didn't want to break or whatever or like or you know I uh, I I I feel like it is I I like that I have access to it as a potential tool mm. or whatever as value like there's been very few times where I felt like I've I've like had that rage directed at, at a person rather than a like a mm-hmm. object or at myself uh but the times that that there have been sort of conflict situations or whatever where that sort of thing has arisen it's like i i felt happy that i i can access uh some sort of just primal state of mind where i just i just feel like harness the power yeah i feel i can't see tim chilling i can't see tim get like furious though i'd love to see you in full rage i I would love to see you just like just livid i don't (laughs) even know what that would look like (laughs) No, I've definitely like screamed into pillows before and stuff, but like more through, through maybe uh, like relationship uh, frustration mm. than actual training. Just like communication things. That's what gets me when yeah. like communication doesn't happen properly uh, through my fault or someone else's, and like something goes wrong because of that. That makes me fucking so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, man. Because it's so it's so easily solvable, but for some reason it's just gone awry, and you just oh yeah, you say like one thing, and yeah. now it's like oh now we have to talk about this separate. Yeah, now we're not even addressing the issue. Yeah. We're just like trying to go back and forth between this bullshit wording that yeah. we're like, and it's wasting my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wasting precious moments. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, maybe that's what that's what gets me angry is when I feel like when I feel like my time's just being wasted. Mm. Like not doing something that I want to be doing. As well, selfish as that sounds, like no, that makes sense. I'm glad you're not angry right now. Yeah, makes me feel like you're not. You're you're feeling. Just talking about this has kind of made me a bit stressed. To be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit, we're gonna get our wish potentially. <laughs> let's just like talk. <laughs> let's just like, talk over to him and just like waste his time as much as possible. Just misinterpreting everything he says. <laughs> we just start. To- <laughs> So what you're saying is you hate everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it actually is fucking. I'm sorry, Tim. I don't want to actually make you angry. I love, no, I love, no, you. I love your big chilling vibe. I'm big chilling. Um. All right, gang. Uh, I wish I could talk with you guys for days, but I can't keep you trapped in this 
ridiculously hot room any longer, I feel like. Saunas are good for you though, right? They, they are good. They will extend probably, your lifespan. Use yeah, they, short, they keep the telomeres on the end of your That's DNA one, shorter yeah. or whatever. Yeah, maybe. No way. It has yeah. that minute of an effect like that. Yeah. Micro. Yeah, yeah. That there's like, yeah, on studies. the ends of your DNA, there's like mutations that happen as it replicates itself. And sure. um, the less like reactive your DNA is almost, yeah, the less exactly. potential you have for, for harmful mutations. And yeah, hold cold, cold shock and heat shock therapies. So basically saunas, hot yoga, steam rooms, those can like extend your lifespan. Like there's a, there's your age, chronological age, and then there's your biological age, yeah. which is like kind of a different measure. Like if you looked at your DNA, you'd be like, oh, you have the DNA of a 22 year old, even though you're 28, whatever. Um, just it's, based on like. It's a shame. Like food shock isn't a thing. <laughs> just like eat a bunch of shit and your body's like whoa like Fuck it. we need to we need to do something here <laughs> it could be maybe but uh, i think it's it's one meal at a time i don't know if you can do it over and over again yeah. you, 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 but you are supposed to spike your insulin every so often and like just tub of ice cream or keep whatever it awake keep it yeah keep it alert keep your yeah. keep your body on its toes but uh all right gang Storm Gang, uh, they can find you guys. It's all going to be in the description. Anything else you want to shout out before we wrap? I want to shout out the High Drop podcast. Oh my Thank God. you for having us. Shout and, uh, out the High Drop. Yeah, it's on, like you're killing it right now. I'm listening to it, to all of them. I'm, a, I'm an avid, avid listener of the High Drop podcast. <laughs> you heard and, it here, uh, boys. The people's yeah. champion listens to High Drop. <laughs> Probably the worst place to advertise uh, <laughs> on the podcast, but you should definitely uh, give it a listen <laughs> if you're not already. That's okay. Wait, I'll, <laughs> I'll just cut that clip out and I'll put it on my own gram and then yeah. uh, maybe maybe that'll work. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, much love for you guys for being on the podcast. It's an honor to have both of you guys here. It's an honor to host you guys and train with you a little bit and just pick your brains. Um, it's a pleasure and hopefully when I take the Hype Drop podcast on the road I'll be able to come visit you guys in your hometowns fuck yeah absolutely thanks for having me alright peace out gang we'll see you next week we love you doggy we out woo boys girls persons thank you guys so much for listening I love you uh I really do. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to describe, but like, just the fact that this podcast, even if it grows just a little bit each week, um, it keeps me uh, feeling just so humble and honored to to be a part of this. And you guys are on this journey with me. I mean, I fucking love you guys. So, and thank you guys, Tim and Joe Hendo, for coming on. I really hope to to get out there and really take this shit on the road and, and see them soon. Um, that would be amazing. So, we need your help though for that. So, please, if you can subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already, that'd be one thing. And uh, we are going to try to get on Spotify here very soon. I know that there's some people across the pond or with Android devices, et cetera, that don't have the access they want to the podcast. So we will be trying to get on more platforms um, ASAP here. Uh, but if you're on iTunes, you write a review, that, does, that, does, that goes a long way. Much love. Get them five stars. Keep them popping. No four stars, no three stars, no twos or ones. Please get the fuck out of my face with your negativity uh only positivity please for me on that itunes review and then um what else we got uh there's some six sponsors i mean i i put them in there every week a few people really uh probably even look at it but there are some sick opportunities especially for people that are in parkour like i love this one acorns that you have it rounds up all your credit card purchases you know if you're like me you buy everything with a credit card anyways get them points you know what i'm saying and um Get them travel points so you can fly to Croatia next week or whatever. And then you 
what it'll do is it'll round up all your credit card purchases, just like the grocery store people ask you to do that for fundraising and stuff. It rounds up your credit card purchases to the nearest dollar, or you know, you could set it higher than that if you're big ball and you want to round up two dollars, whatever. But it's just like in the background, just saves money for your next trip or your next investment or just your future. Um, it's a great app. I think it's only available for the American audiences out here, but. There's, there's gonna be. If you find another one similar to it for the people in Europe, let me know. I might just try to get an affiliate link there as well. And then there's learning parkour online, parkour edu. If you don't live near a gym, you want access to the curriculum that you know basically a lot of Colorado um, athletes have have been exposed to and built their training off of, and become you know high level elite competition winning or competition podiuming you know athletes. Um, this is the same curriculum. Parkour you offers some really dope stuff and there's going to be some new courses coming out as well. So um, take advantage of that. And uh, there's there's some other stuff in there that's just fun. I'll just leave it for I'll leave it at that for now. But um, shout out one last time to all the Patreon, the the patrons on Patreon. We also do have a Patreon page and, you know, that's that's probably the ultimate um, way that you could support the podcast and we were very 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 grateful for everyone that's done that we uploaded a fun little hype drop studio tour last week or yesterday i guess um to to showcase and some behind the scenes action for all those patrons and uh, much love to you guys out there um if you want to become a patron you, it's also in the link in the description here so all right that's enough from me I'll see you guys very soon, hopefully, out there. And uh, we'll be back next week with Travis Lee, Travis Grant Lee, on our next episode. Peace.